You're listening to a Big Finish production. Down and safe. Get some rest, both of you. I'll take over here. That's very kind of you, Haven. Oh, wait. What's the snag? I don't like it when you're being kind. It's not normal. How's Tarrant? I told him to get some rest, and so should you. How's Callie? We've stabilised her, but there's not much more we can do. This is the Big Finish Podcast, whooshing your way on Sunday the 16th of December 2018. This is me, Benji Clifford, welcoming you, yes, you, personally, to our world of Big Finish audiobooks and audio drama. We have Doctor Who, Torchwood, The Avengers, Dark Shadows, Survivors, The Prisoner, and loads and loads of great stuff. Here, talking of great stuff, is Nick (laughs) Briggs. Oh, I didn't write that, I just want to say, listeners. Yes, hello there. Um, In a packed podcast this week, I've brought some old sound effects and things in. There's a drum here that I don't know, does this ever ever feature? That has that's featured a long time ago. Did it? Right. And also this. Oh absolute classic podcast band to that. What is it? I don't know. I don't know, it's half a coconut shelled into something. Hey, I like that. Ah. How about that? That's a good one, isn't it? Bit of reverb and, on uh, that. You'd think it was a bird, a bird flying over a canyon. It's a sort of broken clangor, that one. It's a very short pee whistle. That's one clangor strangling another. And I was watching uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail the other oh, night. Classic. Braves are robbing, ran away. No, I never. He bravely ran away, away. So there's my coconuts. Did you notice they're not matching? One of them's a much half of a smaller coconut. <laughs> is there and a method? Is there a reason for that, or is it just just how it was? Happenstance, my dear boy. <laughs> uh, and also this, which is broken now. Oh gosh. It's got a sort of vibration That's on it. That's rather brilliant, isn't it? You should have yeah. some modulation on that and you could have some real 60s fun. I used it in um, uh, c- <laughs> Cyberman. It's ve- it is very Cyberman, isn't it? Anyway. Uh, oh, hold on, <laughs> let me get the BHS bag. <laughs> oh, the BHS bag. Well, uh, what is he doing? I tell a lie, it's Marks and Spencer. Oh, yeah, right. No, other... bells in a bag. Oh. Go on, then. That sounds like a snow-covered sleigh. It wow, does, doesn't it? Re- it yeah. really is Christmas in a time, bag. isn't it? <laughs> uh, in a packed podcast this week, not just a load of silly noises. I thought, you know, by way of a seasonal celebration, we just make a lot of silly noises. Our latest, uh, our last regular podcast, this is before the Christmas break, we'll be bringing you the latest Big Finish news, a roundup of our latest releases, uh, reviews with clips and stuff. That is our guest star interview with actor Tracy Childs, who plays Elizabeth Klein in our November Doctor Who main range release, Warlocks Cross, uh, which you may have already heard, but if you haven't, you also listen to, and, and I'm sure listening to uh, Tracy might um, tickle your fancy I don't know that sounds inappropriate a reminder of our current competition and our 15 minute drama tease of Blake 7 restoration and the first part actually of that called uh, damage control and with the damage safely under control (laughs) time for the news 
Coming up in the news, out this week, Survivors Series 8. That's what it sounds like. Benny in Time, the book, the ebook, and the audiobook. Doctor Who, Short Trips, The Devil's Footprints. He's very lightly, lightly f- footed. <laughs> also, look out for photos of Big Finish Day on social media this week. Uh, and some other artwork entries over our Vortex cover competition. Just sharing those, really. First up... <laughs> Survivor Series 8 out this week. <laughs> Help, what's wrong with me? Uh, and Abby Grant's... <laughs> Ooh, that's, that sounded like Night of the Demon, the little piece of paper that it's, flutters away. It does. It's, this, <clears throat> is fl- this is a fluttering check. You've got a check? Do people still send checks? My grandparents big finish? do, yeah. Oh, oh fair enough. Um, what was I talking about? Uh, yes, uh, Abby Grant gets ever closer to finding her son Peter um, in a box set out on the uh, on, on uh, <laughs> I thought it said the 4th of July it says four truly dramatic but irresistibly entertaining stories by Christopher Hatherell uh, Jane Slavin uh, Lisa McMullen and Roland Moore here's a clip I don't like this why would there be a tree on the track oh, it's been stormy gales if it's old, it could easily have blown over. We haven't used this section in a while. That's possible, I suppose. You're thinking something else? Thick woodland on one side, steep hillside on the other. Not a bad place for an ambush, don't you think? When me and Spike were trying to rob people, once we tried putting a barricade on the forest path, forced people to stop so we could surprise them. Saw it in a western film. It didn't work for us, though. We are pretty useless at being bandits. A good thing too. We need you on our side. <sighs> You're almost there. So far, so good. Derek, what's that on the top of the hill? Did it fall, Craig? Naturally. It was deliberately cut. <laughs> Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, also out this week, Bernice Summerfield in Time. Yes, part of our 20th anniversary celebrations for the first lady of Big Finish. A futuristic archaeologist, adventurer and time traveller to boot. Benny has been with us all these years and here she is in a collection of short stories by a fantastic collection of writers including James Goss, Simon Gurrier and Dave Stone. And that is available as a book, an e-book and an audio book. Here's a taster. The culprit was a strikingly beautiful woman of athletic frame, dark complexion, and in a form-fitting suit of vulcanized rubber and patent leather. She pushed her sequined black velvet domino mask up to her partially cropped, if otherwise immaculately coiffured hairline, the better to examine my quite extensive collection of Fabergé Christmas crackers. <laughs> and, and out... And out this week, <coughs> our latest Doctor <coughs> Doctor Who short trip. We have to say <coughs> every time we say Doctor Who from now on. Okay. That's okay. the game. Uh, Doctor Who <coughs> short trip performed by Bonnie Langford, known to many 
uh, as Melanie Bush, of course, uh, companion to the sixth and seventh Doctors. Doesn't quite count, does it, Doctor? No, no, no. I thought not. That. Doctor Who. <laughs> and here she is uh, in a tale of wintry delights, <laughs> nights. In fact, I can't read today. I don't know what's the matter with me. Uh, villagers terrified of the devil. Well, <laughs> who wouldn't be? <laughs> Here's a clip of the Devil's Footsteps by Penelope Faith. We're visiting a man of the cloth. At least, I hope we are. He's been a little quiet lately. Who has the Reverend H.T. Elicum? We must not frighten him in any way. Can you find a hat or something? What does the H.T. stand for? What do you mean, stand for? Their initials, said Mel, in the tone she found herself adopting more and more frequently with the Doctor. And finally, news on some Big Finish images that will be winging their way across social media this week. Oh, you may remember that we held a competition for Big Finish followers to submit an artwork cover for free for our free online digital... It's just really bad reading. Online digital and print magazine Vortex. Uh, the winner was uh, a beautiful piece of art depicting River Song. Oh, I can't remember who it was by now. It was by Sophie. You, fools, you old By fool. Sophie. Have I got a copy of the magazine somewhere? Just hold on a sec. Just got to take off various headphones. <clears throat> Check this out, guys. So on my phone, I managed to find a theremin. Listen to this. Look, 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 look. Yes. <coughs> look, I've got a copy of it. How cool is that, eh? He'll never know. He'll never know. What are you listening to? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it's nothing important. You'll, you'll find out later in the editing. <laughs> and, then, and you'll be very jealous. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, so here, here's the, the winner... Uh, just trying to see where it says who, who did it Sophie Cowdery sorry Sophie there we are I'm showing it to Benji and on the on the back cover there's one of Sheridan and Paul so yes um, we also printed some of the runners up and, and many of you gave us the nod to air your submissions publicly which we will hopefully do this week so keep an eye out for those in all the usual places also, if you were at Big Finish Day earlier in the year in November, then you might like to look out in the coming days for pictures which may include you having fun at the event. Our marketing chap Paddy Freeland took a whole load of photos at the event and will be disseminating them on social media this week. Woohoo! Yeah, it sounds a bit like a threat, doesn't it? It sounds like, yeah, we've got photographs of you. Enjoy yeah, we yourself. We know what you did. We know what you <laughs> did, eh? So as you were reading out, I thought that actually sounds quite dodgy. We don't mean it in that way. Uh, finally, we'll be doing that big finishmas thing again over Christmas. If you don't know what that is, there'll be an announcement and an email newsletter about it on on. I've typed on twice for some on reason. On and on. On 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 the twenty fourth of December. Uh, funnily enough, this month, yeah, and not long now. Loads of festive offers on their way, and that's the end of the news. End it now. Coming up soon, uh, me chatting with actor Tracy Childs about her return to the role of Elizabeth Klein in November's Doctor Who. What was the noise? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a noise I was meant to make. I couldn't remember what it was. Uh, main monthly adventures release Warlock's Cross. That's Elizabeth Klein, Tracy Charles. But before that, let's delve into the latest releases. Here's some reviews and clips and all that jazz. 
Right, here we go. Right. Reviews from those of you out there who are interested in Big Finish and some clips and trailers along the way. Take it away, Nikki B. Ah. The Doctor Who main range release, The Hunting ah. Ground. Ah! <laughs> Better. What did you do? You, you went, I didn't ah. do anything. You yeah, went, ah! because I wanted to stop you before it was oh, too late. Oh, I thought, okay. Anyway. The universe balances on such things, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, quite. Yes, well, quite. Doctor Who, The Hunting Ground. You don't look like any doctor I've ever known. You should get out more. And you are? Inspector Ursa Christian's daughter. You say you found the body? I did, poor chap. Yeah, from the formation of the crystals, looks like he's been hit with an ice blaster. Thank you. Your voice has been identified, and your code word verified. How may we help you today? My hunt in the Earthfound North District was disrupted. Local law enforcement is crawling all over the reserve. I paid for privacy. I was told that all red tape would be dealt with. Um, The Hunting Ground, starring Colin Baker as the Sixth Doctor, and a story by A.K. Benedict. Blockter Who says, This has been a particularly... No, this has been a spectacular year for the monthly adventures, and The Hunting Ground is another excellent release. There's mystery, comedy, outstanding performances, wonderful sound production and music. This story could never have been done successfully on television in the 1980s, maybe not even now. Thankfully, here on audio, it works exquisitely. For a story told in audio format, it is very visual and succeeds in all it puts forth. Doctor Who fans will not want to miss this. That's good news. Doctor Who! <laughs> I didn't say it again. Much better. It's not going to work, is it? And now on to Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> That's Scooby-Doo. The Miss Puddle Murders. Yeah, it's a sort of goofy horse I was going for. Sort of <laughs> anyway. The fact is... One of you here is a murderer. That set the cat among the pigeons, as the doctor would say. Metaphorically speaking, since there were no actual cats or pigeons represented. A proud fox was enthroned in the armchair, while the sofa was occupied by a hedgehog, a squirrel, a badger and a bat. Quite the unusual array of suspects. The tick-tock of the mantelpiece clock suddenly had the weight and gravity of a judge's gavel. Plop. Plop. That was the sound of Tegan Javanka in the living room with the sugar tongs. Tegan had kindly taught me all about Cluedo not long after we found ourselves in this situation. She passed the freshly sweetened cup to Colonel Fortingbrush, who grunted and dipped his tongue into the beverage for a quick taste test before setting it down on the coffee table. Tegan turned her attention to the row of guests on the sofa, um, Blockter Who says the Miss Puddle Murders is a very enjoyable story that more than deserves the half hour of your time. It should go without saying now that Lisa Bowman provides terrific direction, helping the story to move along at a fast pace. Mm. Not once does this story drop the ball, and there are a number of twists and turns that one might not see coming. Mm. Sarah Sutton is excellent as both the narrator and Nyssa, reaffirming why she is one of the most underrated characters in the history of the show. Yeah. The script from Simon A. Forward is just divine for the lovely dialogue and appealing concepts. There has never been anything quite like this story before in Doctor Who, and as such, it feels wholly original. I was ready for that one. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, see, uh, Tony Filer, uh, 
the son of Bill Filer from Cause of Axos. Doctor, the Axons. <laughs> I want Tony Filer to write it. I don't think he listens to this old uh, uh, podcast. This old claptrap. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> so, Tony, if you're out there, I hope you're not offended by me saying you're the son of Bill Filer. Bill Filer. With a convincing American accent. Uh, the Mispuddle Murders, says Tony, is terrific fun, with a thought or two provoked at the end, just to give you something to ponder after you finish it. With his previous short trip, Mel Evelant, Twisting Disney, and this story taking the traditions of anthropomorphic animal stories and cosy villain crime novels and smashing them together till they blend, Simon A. Forward's becoming a go-to writer for pithy, social and philosophical shenanigans. But always with a perfectly Doctor Who appropriate story underneath. Get yourself the mist panel. It's going so well, wasn't it? And now a musical interlude. The Miss Puddle Murders today. It's the right thing to do. Dead. 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 Now let's be gentle about how we tell the others. We don't want to start a panic. Oh. Are you going to say it or shall I? Come on. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who. The Seventh Doctor New Adventures, Volume 1. I see three humans, two male, one female. Back with good old Doctor Who, here's what they said about The Seventh Doctor New Adventures. The Seventh Doctor New Adventures promises to be a highly anticipated range, thriving on creativity and experimentation, just like the Virgin New Adventures novels on which they are inspired. Keep up, Ralph. There. There it is. I can't believe we're here. It looks like any other building. A private clinic, like it says at the gates. What did you expect? This is a maximum security installation, Greg. And its greatest protection is that nobody knows it exists. Apart from us. The Doctor Who main monthly monthly range of adventures, Warlock's Cross, featuring the return of Elizabeth Klein, played by Tracy Charles, who I'm chatting to shortly in this very podcast. Cult Box said, With clever twists and turns, this is an absorbing tale of loyalty and betrayal, which ends up taking an unexpected path and does not offer any trite conclusions or heroic redemptions. Mm. And... (laughs) Good timing. And don't forget Torchwood, God Among Us Part 1. I'm the mayor of Cardiff. I'm the leader of the alien race who run this city. I have a private army. Why would I want to be protected by you? (laughs) I'm Torchwood. Coltbox says this is a very effective set of stories, poignant and exciting in equal measure, and with questions of character, morality, and morality at the core. Mortality. For morality and mortality. Morality and mortality. Yeah, I wondered why they put it twice, <laughs> but they didn't, if, if you're listening. Morality and mortality at the core of all four episodes. The writers and the excellent cast get great value from the unstable context in which the team is now working. Impossible. It's like I've stepped from one world to another. From my experience, it usually takes long. Oh, but, but, but we're still open to the sky, and yet there's not a flake of snow, that, no if wind. If you look back through the entrance, you can still see the storm. What's wrong with me? First, I'm hearing things. I'm now flaming torches. Who lit those, Benjamin? I doubt it. 
Oh, now Carl Bate on Twitter says, uh, check out Blind Terror, the Gods of Frost from Big Finish. Absolutely fantastic. Hashtag Big Finish, hashtag audio drama at Big Finish, at Guy Adams, author. Yeah, the great uh, Big Finish original. Mm. And finally, the Master of Callus. I have a call. I'm sorry? I have a call. Everyone loves fairy tales. Tales of simple, noble folk whose goodness just shines through no matter what. Justin Bush at Justin underscore B Quinnick, uh, December 6th. Warmaster version 2 by at Goss Jam and at uh, uh, Guy Adams author somehow tops the first and establishes itself as one of the best DW. <laughs> Does that count? I'll say it. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count it okay. because it, yeah, whatever. Uh, spin-offs from at Big Finish. Sir Jacoby is astounding as one of the best incarnations of the Master. All four stories phenomenally create a massive arc of impeccable quality. Ooh, nice. Doctor Who says, You'd be forgiven for thinking, how could you possibly follow up a perfect box set like Only the Good? Not only have they managed it, but made something that could be considered even better. A well-crafted four-part epic by Goss and Adams. Spectacular and haunting performances by Jacoby and his cohorts. Intense and immersive music and sound design from Rob Harvey. All directed by the glorious Scott Hancock in a package of stories that can rival most drama series made by HBO and AMC. The War Master, the Master of Callas, is not just a brilliant box set worthy of investment, but it is also a true statement of the modus operandi of the War Master. Ruthless, uncaring, terrifying. He is the master and you will obey him at your peril. How about that? Magic, what mate. great Magic. review. It was very good, wasn't it? Very, 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 very good. And that's it for the latest releases this year. We'll be back with more in 2019, <gasps> which is only a few weeks away. Ah. Crikey. We'll be reminding you of your... I'll just rewind. Uh, and we'll be reminding you of our latest competition in a few moments. Uh, after that, we'll be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of our upcoming Blake 7 release, Restoration Part 1, Damage Control by Trevor Baxendale. Dun, dun, dun. Baxendale, that sounds like... He sounds like a real hero, Trevor, doesn't he? I mean, he's a nice guy. I don't know whether he is... Uh, yeah, but you know, Baxendale... Call, oh, it's a real... Get me Baxendale right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, but now it's... Baxendale's tra- on the job. You don't have to worry. <laughs> it was going to be Tracy Charles, but I want Baxendale. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tracy Charles who plays Elizabeth Klein. Probably a close friend of Baxendale. Uh, she first crossed swords with the Doctor many moons ago in an episode entitled Colditz, which also featured David Tennant. <laughs> there you go, in his big finished debut. But uh, she was back this November in Warlock's Cross. This is me and Tracy having a chat. Tracy Charles, welcome to the Big Finish podcast. Thank you, Mr. Briggs. <laughs> now, the first question is an attempt to make this all about me. Obviously. Um, I don't know the answer, and probably you won't either. When did we first meet? Ooh. Yeah. Now, funnily enough, I don't think we met for a very, very long time. Mm. I think we were 
I was working on Big Finish. I think I was doing Doctor Who conventions. I think I was doing all kinds of things. And I kept hearing Nicholas Briggs this and Nicholas Briggs that. And I kept going, who is Nicholas Briggs? Not quite. Many people ask that question. And still do. <laughs> and I think we finally met at a convention somewhere. But actually, I think, bizarrely, our history did not necessarily start with Doctor Who, did it? I think it started... Did it with well, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes? Holmes? It might have done. I think it did. Well, I think it... the first time I actually got to work with you was playing Mrs. Edgar Kerbishley. Yeah, I know I directed that thing, uh, Unit Dominion. Ah, oh, maybe that was maybe earlier. I, I don't, but I honestly don't know. Ooh, okay, we're, we're going we're to have of... to get all the CDs out and compare dates, aren't we? Just That'll just be interesting for someone. Yes, it's a mystery. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, we met. Yeah. I'm glad we met. Uh, me too. I'm very glad we met. Phew. You see, I think you wrote Dominion, didn't you? More or less, yeah. And I think you wrote it because we'd worked together. Oh, maybe it was that. Oh. And shall I tell you how I know this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because last night, before coming into the studio to record another climb, I thought, oh, I better get a previous episode out and just make sure she sounds the same. Mm. And as I was standing there loading the CD, I was reading the bump from the inside, and it was you going, I knew I wanted to work with Tracy Childs the moment I met her. Ah. So I think you wrote it after the Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, that might well be true. Yeah. But I might be making it up. But... Always print the legend, not, not the truth. <laughs> and you are a legend, Mr. Briggs. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm taking that. I'm taking I thought that you'd comment. accept that yeah. one. <laughs> um, okay, what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what is tingling my molecules? Um, well, uh, obviously everything is tingling my molecules about okay. Big Finish. Um, let's be honest; it's quite a brilliant company, really, isn't it? Well, you have you. kind of harnessed all of the legends that I can think of from my childhood growing up, from and so many other things. I mean, the joy of having, you know, Sherlock Holmes, Dorian Gray, Doctor Who. Um, you know, I can't even begin to list all of the different series you do. It's so exciting. So um, there is always something new. That is the joy. One can actually log onto the website and go. I've never heard this. I'm going to try a little bit of this this time. Nice. Beautiful answer. Um, what is tingling your molecules about entertainment in general? A snapshot of what you're enjoying at the moment. TV, theatre, cinema, ooh, book, ooh, anything ooh. you okay, like. Okay, uh, books. Oh, God, I never get to read books anymore. That's the one sadness about being a producer. I only ever read scripts. I'm going on holiday soon and I'm going to read uh, the new Philip Pullman. Because I loved the whole trilogy. So I'm yeah. going to read the new Philip Pullman. Um, Theatre, I'm going tonight to the press night of The Country Wife at Southwark Playhouse. I'm looking forward to that. And we are producing a brand new musical called Pieces of String, which I'm hoping will have a great future. Um, TV-wise, uh, I've just finally seen The Crown. All of it? Uh, all of it. All two series, oh, waiting yeah. for the third. Um, loved it. Oh, wow. What production values. Fantastic. I say this as a Republican. You might want to cut that bit. Um, but uh, yes, I didn't think I, it would be my sort of thing at all. Got completely hooked. Um, loved that. Uh, what else? Television, standard television endeavour. 
love Endeavour. I'm a bit of an old-fashioned girl when it comes to TV. And uh, music, I'm really old-fashioned girl, so if it's not classical, I'm probably not listening to it. Okay. And finally, do you have an entertainment guilty secret? Oh, yes. Something that you like but think you shouldn't. Yes, 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 yes. So Monday night, my husband plays in a band, and I get home and make a big bowl of pasta and sit on the sofa and watch Made in Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell him. In fact, don't tell anyone. That's a secret between us, okay? okay? Don't tell anybody that I actually watch Made in (laughs) Chelsea. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's for anyone who doesn't know, for anyone lucky enough not to know what that is. Uh, I've never seen it, but it's, oh, it's reality TV, sort of scripted it's sort reality. Of they pretend reality TV. They sort of give them scenarios, and it's lots of different, beautiful, ridiculously rich, unreal people falling in and out of relationships with each other, and it's completely not rubbish. It goes uh, well with the pasta. Yes, yes, it's just chewing gum for the eyeballs. You get home from work and you actually are too tired to concentrate and you kind of you can miss ten episodes and tune in and go I could have sworn she was going out oh, really, who cares? <laughs> and just let it wash over you. Wow. Well, thank you. Chewing gum for the eyeballs. I like that expression. <laughs> I shall take that with me. What a pleasure You're as welcome. always. Oh, thank you, Mr. Briggs. So yes, um intriguingly, chewing gum for the eyeballs, eh? That's a little interesting thought from from Tracy. Uh, Such a pleasurable talk to her. Uh, Right, here's uh, a quick reminder of our competition. The prize, Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) The early adventures. Ah. The crash of UK 201 starring Maureen O'Brien and Peter Purvis in a first Doctor story by Jonathan Morris. The question, dear listeners, Gemma Churchill features in this story. Name the first Peter Davison story she featured in for Big Finish Productions. There's a clue. Um, the, <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> it's not a clue. <laughs> the closing date is Friday the 21st of December 2018. The subject line on your email should be 5th. Please send your entries to podcast at bigfinish.com. Good luck, champ. Any second now, we'll be drama teasing you with Blake 7 Restoration by Baxendale. Uh, but before that, uh, was that a bit of the Blake 7 theme? Now? I don't really know what that was. Sort of... <laughs> but before that, let's do the trailer for the podcast, Benji. Cool. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, a podcast all about Blake 7 and Klein. He's Nick Briggs, I'm Benji Clifford, and we're bringing you all the latest news. That's right, Survivors, Benny in Time. That's right, he comes in a print audiobook and ebook. Devil's Footprint. Look out for photos of Big Finish Day and all sorts of wonderful things like that. Who knows? Uh, Nick, what else have we got? Uh, well, uh, we've got the. Uh. <laughs> We've got uh, the latest releases and uh, lots of reviews of things uh, and clips. Also, there's guest star Tracy Childs, uh, who plays Elizabeth Klein, obviously. And we've got the competition running. The competition is going. And as well as that, we also have a drama tease for you, which is Blake 7 Restoration Brackets Damage Control. Hit it, Nick. By Trevor Baxendale who we take quite a liking to in this podcast, it has to be said. So there you go. What do you think? Well, I thought it was a bit chaotic, but I liked it. Editing will sort it out. 
it'll seem it'll seem so slick (laughs) they'll they'll think we paid about two million pounds for it at least at least it sounds slick like an audi commercial and so this is the last of our regular podcasts uh, before christmas and the new year but we will be continuing every sunday over the holiday period with a feast of delights for you what uh, what should be in our three christmas and new year big finish podcast benji what do you think well, I think a selection of um, just nibbles for the first one, <laughs> probably followed by the traditional turkey, um, and for afters, shall we say Christmas pudding? Marvellous. Um, oh, I like that. Well, I think we should offer a range, Nick. You know, think of it as a, a big finish buffet. So we should have a bit of Doctor Who, some <laughs> big finish originals, and maybe some some other uh, types of re- releases or whatever that, mm, that we do. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, just to remind you, folks, uh, you know, if you're sort of taking some time off, they'll be on the uh, 23rd of December, Sunday the 23rd, and then Sunday the 30th of December, and then also uh, Sunday the 6th of January. And then the following week, we'll be back to our regular star podcast. But we will be here with you over the holiday period, just not with any news and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not all sorts of a box of incredible delights. But now uh, here is the first 15 minutes of Blake 7 Restoration Damage Control. Haven. We all have. The Liberator's out of control! Tarrant, we're being pulled straight down the gravity well of that blue star. Get this ship back on course. None of the controls are responding. Blue star? That's bad, isn't it? It sounds bad. Super dense neutron star. Calon 4-7, according to the charts. It's nice to know exactly where we're going to die. There must be something we can do! Are you sure we can't use the life capsules? I've already told you, Villa. They don't have the power to escape the star's gravity field. Tarrant, do whatever you can. And do it quickly. I'm trying, but the flight controls aren't responding. Orak, what's going on? I need flight control, but Zen's down and nothing's working. There is very little I can do in this situation. I leave the running of the Liberator to a lesser intelligence, the ship's own computer. Not your problem, you mean? On the contrary. Please hurry in your attempts to regain manual flight control. Avon! Villa! Help me with Callie! She's unconscious! What happened? I don't know! She's out cold! I can't see any sign of an injury. Help me move her. There! I don't think she's been knocked unconscious. She just fainted. Here, let me put a feet up. It'll help. Believe me, I'm an expert in fainting. But Callie's not the fainting type. What's the matter with Zen, Avon? Why isn't he responding? 
The control linkages are damaged, blown out in the first power surge. Well, can't we repair them? Not in these conditions. I'd need some kind of stability, and the right parts, at least. Avon, I think you better see this. Just get oh. Callie to the medical unit. Uh, we can worry but, about her later. Uh, no, this is serious. She's talking in her sleep. It's like she's trying to tell us something. We've seen her like this before. It's some kind of telepathic trance. What? Now? In the middle of all this? There must be a reason, a connection. There is. Callie. Callie, can you hear me? It's Avon. Open your mind. Don't be afraid. I know what's happening. You do? Yeah. At least I think I do. Callie, can you understand me? Con. Confirmed. What? That's... that's Zen, isn't it? Shh! She's communicating... with Zen. Or more accurately, Zen is communicating with her. Not with her, through her. It's happened before, hasn't it? Not quite like this, but Callie is telepathic, and if anyone can make contact with Zen, she can. Information. That's Zen. That's definitely Sen speaking. Emergency protocols engaged. Self-repair circuits activating. Callie, Callie, if you can hear me, please be careful. Let her speak. Let it speak. We need Zen. Avon, look at her. She's in agony. Her pulse is rocketing. Zen, status report. Communication interface fading. I don't like this. Haven, make it stop. No. Gravitational force. She's burning up. Leave her. Blue star. Gravitational force. Standard by 11. Standard by 11? She's delirious. Gravitational force. Ah. She's lost consciousness again. Tarrant. Got it. Ship sensors are still malfunctioning, but one thing's clear. We don't have much time. I keep saying we should use the life capsules. Abandon ship. And we keep telling you we're too close. The gravity is pulling us in and we can't escape. We're falling faster with every light year. What's the matter? I was shot, if you recall. Are you all right? Terrific. Tyrant, we have to get out of this gravity well. I'm trying. The controls are beginning to respond, but she's heavy. Zen's repair circuits are coming back online too slowly, and we're very low on power. We've got virtually no power. So we're going to die? Yes, but not today. Tyrant, the gravitational force. You mean use the gravitational force of the star? Standard by 11, Zen was telling us through Kali. It's our only chance. Aurak. I estimate catastrophic hull collapse in 7 minutes and 48.9 seconds. Then you have time to calculate the gravity assist vector required to throw the Liberator out of orbit. And don't tell me it's impossible. Just do it. Energy transfer mathematics are simple, but the maneuver is not. At least, not without computer control. We don't have a flight computer, but 
but we do have a pilot. A human being cannot hope to fly the Liberator in the extreme hyperbolic loop required. Just give me the numbers, Orak. Transmitting computations. Positions, everyone. Brace. Are we still alive? I think my hands are stuck to the flight controls. We've been flung thousands of light years off course, and judging by these instrument readings, at a speed in excess of standard by ten. I thought I felt my stomach go. <coughs> Excuse me. What about Callie? She's still unconscious. And Zen is offline. Coincidence? I hope so. Here's the problem. Zen's control linkages are completely burnt out, along with half a dozen other system circuits. And that means what, exactly? That things are worse than we thought. There's no way I can repair this. Tarrant? What's wrong? I'm not sure. Take a rest. You've done enough for now. The Liberator's still out of control. There's nothing more you can do now, Tarrant. I'm fine, I'm fine. Let go of the controls, Taran. I said I'm fine. Let go of the controls. No. You can't, can you? That'd be ridiculous. Your hands haven't left those controls once. You're gripping them so hard, your knuckles are white. Let go. I said I'm fine. Let go, Taran. Leave me alone. Why? Can't you let go, Taran? I... I don't know. I'm trying to, but I can't. It's like my hands are fused to the controls. Is it something to do with that blue star? There are legends. Spacers, tales, Taran. There's a lot out here we can't know, Avon. They say the energy from a blue star can cause seizures, hallucinations. You know better than that, Taran. Stay focused. I still can't let go of the controls, Avon. It's the strain. Muscle cramp. Yeah. Yeah, I expect that's it. Try to relax. Maybe I can find a way to get Zen back online. Impossible. The ship's computer is no longer functional. I don't remember asking your opinion, Norak. It is not opinion. It is simple fact. The Liberator's self-repair circuits are irrevocably damaged. What little functionality they have is being diverted away from the ship's main computer. That's because Zen isolated itself to allow the repair programs to operate on the drive systems. That's how the Liberator was able to shift into the gravitational slingshot. The only way. Are you saying Zen sacrificed himself to save us? No. I'm saying that it has isolated itself from the rest of the Liberator. Information! But not, it appears, from us. Callie! She's awake! I think. Not Callie, Zen. In... Information! We need to get her to the medical unit. Not yet. Zen, status report. 
Liberator is functioning at 12% capacity. Critical damage to main drive. Auxiliary units and neutron blasters. Auto repair systems overloaded. 12%? That's barely enough to keep life support going. Dana! Avon! Uh, help me! It's all right, Callie. We're here. We need to get her to the medical unit, Avon. The medical unit may not be functional either. It's better than keeping her here. She's burning up and her pulse is racing again. If Zen continues to use her like this, she could die. All right. Get Villa to help you. I'll see what I can do with Tarrant. you look, Callie. Stop complaining and help me get her to the diagnostic couch. Uh, I'm so out of shape, Dana. Were you ever in shape? At least the medical unit seems to be functioning. Not all of it, just some of the baseline systems. We'll have to do. The diagnostic analyzer calibrates automatically. It should adjust to our on biology without too much trouble. Rather Callie than me. What do you mean? Well, I wouldn't trust it. As far as the medical unit's concerned, Villa, I am sure the feeling's mutual. What is this, Tarrant? Giving up the fight so soon? What? What you lack is the temperament to be a true leader of men. What again? No. You can't still be here. Tarrant. What? Avon. I thought I heard... I thought Mordecai was speaking to me. You've been under a lot of strain, Tarrant. You need a break. You don't really mean that. I need everyone on board the Liberator to do their job, even Villa. You are no use to me like this, Tarrant. So taking a break is exactly what I want you to do. You're all hard. But I'm not doing any of this for you, Avon. I don't care who you do it for, so long as you do it. I... I still can't let go of the flight control... <gasps> What? What have you... you done? It's a tranquilizer patch from the medical store. A big one. Sweet dreams, Tarrant. You... I said I want you to get some rest, and I always get what I want. Zen? Zen, can you respond in any way? Orak. Anything useful you can tell me about the Liberator's repair status? As far as I can ascertain, the repair circuits are functional but struggling. The damage to the ship is too great and the power levels too low. The Zen flight computer has entered a voluntary dormant state to allow the repair circuits to concentrate fully on the ship's life support systems. Zen. However, this unit calculates that unless power is restored and the ship's computer can be brought back online, the repair circuits will overload and fail in four hours, 13 minutes and seven seconds. I see. And the bad news? Subspace transmissions indicate that the Federation, 
now back under the control of its former president, has launched a dedicated task force to locate and destroy the Liberator. Several squadrons of pursuit ships have been dispatched from Geddon. Actually, I was joking about the bad news. I failed to see the humor in the situation, Avon. You surprise me. So, priorities. We need to conserve power and get Zen working. Agreed. Zen is a superbly complex machine, Orak, and like nothing else in the Federation. Suggestions. I would take issue with the superbly complex description, but it is undeniably a unique machine. As such, I can offer them. In other words, we're on our own, as usual. You've been listening to a Big Finish production, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>